Cars today are safer, more reliable, and packing more technology than ever before. But if you're looking for an appliance on wheels, this isn't your show. We want to help everyone find a car they'll really love, capable on the commute, and a laugh on your favorite road. If you take the long way home, this is for you. New cars, used cars, whatever your budget, whatever your needs, if you like to drive, we want to help. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are happy to have you along for the ride. As always, we're here to talk about yeah. cars, something we usually don't talk about, strangely. Shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a big last week. And if you've been watching our social media feed, whether that be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we've been doing our best to put out about what we've been doing this whole week because it's been yeah. huge. I, I mean, we've had a, a huge week with the Germany, the pilgrimage film. But this was just followed up. You know, three weeks later, here we are back, yeah, exactly. you know, doing a exactly. whole ton of stuff. We shot. I need uh, a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, no kidding. I need more than that. Um, we shot out at, uh, we went to California just for the day. Mm-hmm. If you go to motorpressguild.org, they have an event every year called Track Days. And mm-hmm. we shot the second day for that and got some good stuff on Yeah, we talked about track. it last year, too. We yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. We, we went there last year, too, and uh, talked about it on the podcast last year. We're going to talk about it some tonight. Keep going. We did. This was an uh, interesting event. It always is. We want to tell you a little bit about uh, the highs and lows about doing so when you put all, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of greedy, egotistical journalists all in one track together <laughs> with a bunch of cool cars nobody's driven. So that's a lot of fun. Um, yep. So uh, we did that, and then actually just this last week shot the 2016 Mazda MX-5 against Todd's FRS. Yep. So that piece mm-hmm. is coming out shortly. And then over the weekend, had a huge shoot, four generations of the Mazda Miata slash yeah. MX-5. which uh, All, five, all four generations. So kind of kind of doing for that car what we did for the 50 years of 911. Obviously, well, yeah. there aren't as many cars yet. You're right. That's kind of the attack we took. will be a similar kind of piece. So uh, looking forward to sharing all those generations. want to talk about all of that. I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, that is very much on our mind because we've got so much footage in the can right now, including, yeah. hey, by the way, we're doing a feature film. But we also <laughs> should touch on the so ongoing debacle. The ongoing debacle that is this whole diesel scandal thing. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we called it. Others called it, too. But we called it. Other automakers are going, <clears throat> yeah, um, so by the way, um, uh, our car doesn't actually match the numbers either. They're now, fessing up. It, it, <laughs> hey, if everybody's confessing, it, it, now's the here's time. The thing. Exactly. It, while, while you're taking the heat, we're going to at least get our confession in. But, but here's the yeah. thing. I mean, it, admittedly, admittedly, the difference here is that Volkswagen obviously has had a proactive cheat software, but we talked about it when this first broke. We talked about it from the standpoint of automakers are building to solve the test, not building to solve the universal problem. So that's proving to be the case. Now, lots of other automakers, I mean, was reading in The Guardian this week, all the U.K., uh, investigation that's going on about uh, all the other automakers. I mean, it was Hyundai, it was Honda, it was Mitsubishi. They were all saying, yes, we have cars that when you run them on the test cycle at that low RPM, their numbers are great, but we are not claiming, nor have we ever claimed, that we're going to actually get those numbers when you're not running a test cycle, which is, okay, you haven't created cheat software, but you've clearly built a car and gone, how's it going to be tested? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's make sure it does well while we do that. You know, it's funny to see the marketing people scramble and start uh, putting the word out. And so I thought, all right, I'm just going to go to the obvious place. So I just went to Volkswagen USA. So the 
the North American Volkswagen site and clicked yeah, on the link yeah. here for for all the uh, the information. And how quickly do you think the marketing people lock down URLs for anything re mm. involving Volkswagen and diesel? How quickly do you think they bought mm -hmm. up a whole all the URLs they can oh, yeah. possibly yeah, think yeah, of? Yeah. So the one they've got here is vwdieselinfo.com. So they they've reserved that, okay. thrown up all this information. I went there and at the top of the list FAQs. I mean, you know, we're we're talking about all these questions, and of course, these are questions on your mind. So Volkswagen has decided to put up an entire website dedicated to first off asking, "Is it true? Did we do what we what everybody thinks we did?" And what we've kind of admitted to doing. Typically written by Germans here, it says, "Well, VW did not comply." It's very sternly worded, as if yes. you know talking in a fourth person about themselves. It's very strange. But uh -huh. They said, here's what happened, and Volkswagen did How not How do you comply. talk in a fourth person? Anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I know I know what the fourth dimension is, but <laughs> I don't know what the fourth person is. Third person. All right. Anyway, go on. All go right. On. So Read we're it. saying we take full responsibility for our actions, and we deeply regret this has happened. Okay, fine. Then it goes on to say which models, how many vehicles, is it mm -hmm, safe? Mm -hmm. When's the remedy coming? I want to turn in my vehicle. What do I do? I want to give this thing back to you guys. What do I do? Yeah, a wow. lot of them are wow. unanswered questions mm. at this point. Some of them are saying, you know, we're, we're cooperating with the government. Uh, we're trying to work mm -hmm. on a remedy and just stay with us. Stay tuned. You know, hang with us. Okay, they're buying themselves some time right now. But we continue to see this fallout. As you're saying, mm -hmm. all these other car companies are going, uh, maybe if all the attention's on Volkswagen, we can sort of slide in under the wire here too. And okay, we well, kind of did something too. Uh, this is going to – this is two, two things about this that I think are fascinating. One, what it's doing, because this is all in the what I would call the public media. What I mean by that is the non-car media – is all over this story as much yeah. as they can oh, be, yeah. which means non-car people are being somewhat educated about this. It depends on your source of information. But what I find fascinating is for the first time, the general public is realizing that these tests do not equate to the way they're going to drive the car. I mean, if you walk onto a dealer no, lot, the not. average person walks on and looks at the miles per gallon and goes, oh, great, this car will get 40 miles per gallon. Guess what? No, it won't. Just, just, just know if it says forty right there. Good luck finding forty. I mean, there are those people out there. Yes, you're saying, well, mine says forty, and I get forty-five. Good for you. You're the exception, not the rule. The rule is you're going to get less than that number says in most cases, because the way that they're tested is not the way most people drive. And if you have a turbo, the way that they're tested is below boost. The way these oh, RPMs yeah. are most of the time is below boost. And then once you get on boost, guess what? That little engine is now burning gas like a bigger engine. That's where that power came from. The power doesn't just magically appear because you built a smaller engine with turbo. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, the gas has still got to be burned. You still got to move the same amount of mass around. So what I'm finding is the fallout from the non-car community is making me wonder, is this going to close the gap now between the way car – I mean, I've wondered forever – why on earth aren't these cars tested in any kind of like normal? Hey, let's go to Los Angeles. Let's commute and then, you know, let's commute with the testing uh, stuff going and then let's drive on a back road and let's, you know, let's do that. That's not how they do it. So, you know, you have a controlled environment versus any driving situation you're in, which is a non-controlled environment in case you haven't noticed. This is so funny. I'm, <laughs> if you go to VW.com slash special dash offers, special offers. Mm. 
Volkswagen mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. desperate for your money. As we suspected, we've been talking about this. This might be a great yeah. time to get a the VW. time to buy, buy a, a non-diesel <laughs> Volkswagen. So this check is your this time. out. On 2016 cars, Jetta, Passat, CC, Beetle, what else? The Golf, mm-hmm. GTI, $2,000 owner loyalty bonus. Holy yep. cow. Two grand. They're saying, hurry, offer ends November 2. No, it won't. No. <laughs> We're desperate for your cash. We'll just keep I hadn't thought of it that way. Hey, the date's been extended yeah. magically yeah, because yeah, yeah. we still need more money. So please come get That's your $2,000. I hadn't thought of it that way. As we suspected. So uh, ultimately, it does not affect the engineering of these cars. It does not affect how, affect how good they are, how well they mm-hmm. drive, any of that stuff. It just well, the gas means... vehicles are no different than the TDIs were. Well, I mean, yeah, pardon exactly. me. The gas vehicles are no different than they were before the TDI problem. But the Read thing the about your print. incentive, though. Gas and hybrid models only. Well, of course. Exactly. Duh. That's hysterical. That's the funny thing about the fine print on that offer is that the TDIs are specifically not <laughs> included, which is very funny as well. I mean, well. if you just want to laugh and you're bored, just go read the fine print. It's hilarious. Oh, just my Just read between oh the gosh. lines and you're going to laugh yourself silly. It's great. L- lawyers and marketing folks are spending long hours oh, right man. now. That's what's happening in this regard. But I just think it's interesting <laughs> how other automakers are either being called out or are stepping forward and just talking about how, yeah, you're right, the numbers don't match. Now, to their credit, most of the time they're saying the numbers don't match, and we knew that, and we haven't been hiding it because the testing cycle doesn't reflect normal driving, which is true, but I don't feel like the average person has realized that, and now they do. So the fallout of this continues. I'm wondering how far the fallout's going to go, honestly. It's fun to see. It's really fun to read here. And then uh, then who else? Volkswagen recalling all its diesels in Australia, explaining the diesel fix by November 20th in California. And then here we go. Who else? Um, what else did I see? Uh, Opals, Citroëns, Peugeots, BMWs, and some Mercedes-Benzes. Um, we, we might wow. be a little bit non-compliant. Wow. Um, yeah, so a lot. Uh, it it goes on. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. as you said, there's going to be more. We're just not sure what's going to pop up next. But, uh, hey, you know, Volkswagens are still good cars. That doesn't mean they're not good cars in any way. Well, and I mean, you no bring reason up to not point. like them. People say, oh, I'm never buying a VW again. Well, that's a bit extreme. I mean, maybe if they've been yeah. really rotten to you, but... Okay, yeah. they're still good cars. Really. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I hope, I hope that the company. I mean, I've, I've read people online that hope. Well, good. Let's let's take them back to the Stone Age. Let's kill Volkswagen. I'm like, I hope the company. In the same way, I felt about all the cars that got. I mean, the car companies got bailed out in the U.S. here and elsewhere. I mean, I hope that Volkswagen survives. I hope they survive in a better way. I feel like all of this is the result. We've talked about it before. Of just, we want to be the biggest automaker, which I think is a useless crown, frankly. <laughs> Why not try to be the best? I mean, seriously, what? Yeah. What's the other than other than impressing your shareholders? What is the upside? We're clearly seeing the downside of hey, we are the biggest I'm car maker. I'm not sure. And so, the downside yeah, is anyway. You know, if you're the big a bigger slice of a, com- a country's economy, and something like this happens, you're taking a bigger slice mm. of the economy down with you, just as we're seeing. Fair point. So that's a fair point. I don't. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. What what benefit does it say? Toyota, GM, Volkswagen, great. You have the most employees and the most of everything and the most asbestos and are your cars good? Are they fun to drive? Or yeah, are people agreed. Them? Agreed. Yeah, totally. 
you know are well they, we should we should probably move on this is going to do this is yes but no. clearly in this case they aren't so <laughs> i do want to move on and i want to talk about motor press guild but while the motor press guild thing was happening there was a, I, I forgot to, to mention this to you again paul we were talking about it the day there was a, a photo that is actually also news a photo that was tweeted out in his classic tongue-in-cheek tone jeremy clarkson tweeted out a photo of the three of those guys are beginning to shoot their Amazon oh, yeah. show. You showed this And to I me. showed you this picture. They're, this yeah, they're funny. on some closed racetrack. Here they are standing in front of the three, you know, hyper cars right now. They're finally getting that shoot done. And of course, in classic tongue in cheek ironic fashion, Clarkson's tweet was, Here we are with our skeleton crew filming the, the Amazon uh, filming the Amazon show. And of course, the skeleton crew was somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty people. <laughs> now, I have to share the same thing I shared with you, Paul, about this photo. And many of you listening have probably seen this pic. And if not, go find it. It's pretty easy to find. And, you know, I'm excited about the new show. I'm intrigued by it. But I do have this to say. We just went to Germany. It was a t grand total of four of us. And we shot an hour-long, uh, you know, probably, what'll probably be a 90-minute feature minutes. film oh, you know. with four of us, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, and no money. And we did it anyway, and we tried to do it very high-end. And, of course, all of our stuff is done very cheaply. The, the thought that I had when I saw this picture, even though I laughed and I think it'll be fun and all of that, is that if you have 50-plus people on set, and granted, keep in mind, that's the on-set folks. Those folks are not the folks well, in yeah. the edit room. I asked you about the Those editors folks, and audio yeah, people yeah. and mixers and all exactly, that stuff, and exactly. you said, well, they don't show All the post-production folks, they're not represented. The, the post people aren't there. The color corrector's not there. The guy doing the mix, not around. The people doing the mastering for them, not in the photo. So this is 50 people on set. And my point is, if you have that many people on set and you don't make the best car show in the world, you've really failed. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I excited, agree. but I keep, I keep <laughs> thinking, bring wow, the with those, They've with those bring kind the of resources, it better be unbelievable. Yeah. Because... You know, we're we're making a show on less than probably their craft service budget for the day. And noting Jeremy Clarkson's craft service problem history, they probably spend a lot on craft service. So we, yeah, we we did probably our entire Germany film for less than one day of their craft service for those fifty folks. So let's hope for for glory next summer, I guess, or whenever yeah. it comes out. I'm hey, I've got Amazon, I'll be watching. Yeah, we, we do. should go on to the madness we had this week. We actually kind of surprised some people at this Motor Press Guild uh, track day thing. It was a two day event. We showed up bright and early day two, which was about 10 a.m., and we got on track when they just opened the track. And a few people were like, hey, you guys are here. And then they realized we'd flown in that morning. Yeah, this is And we're funny. flying out that night. I well, mean, you, you and I, one, we tallied it up at one point how much travel we were doing. This is, this is great. I, I like this. Um, I'll back up just a bit. And if you haven't caught uh, anything about Motor Press Guild or didn't hear our podcast from last year, MPG, uh, MotorPressGuild.org, this is North America's largest automotive media association, so for professional mm -hmm. automotive media. Mm -hmm. And every year they hold a track day. So they host a two-day event, and it's generally somewhere. It's in California in you know, or near Los Angeles area. It's been out at uh, yeah. California yeah, Speedway yeah. in the past, which we've loved. And in, pr in mm -hmm. just Fontana, a few yeah. years, um, just a few years, they have moved to Willow Springs. And so we, we were there last year, and uh, since we were still, I was still based there last year, it made it a little yeah. bit easier. But uh, as you said, we flew in just for the day, just to drive the cars. But we, there mm -hmm. were two things about this, and that was 
we, we both wanted to drive cars we haven't reviewed, so cars we haven't driven mm-hmm. for the show, yep. because this yep. is a great way for us to talk about these cars on the podcast to you when we're recommending cars. Of course, we'll know mm-hmm. the track capabilities, but by that, you know, we can distill that down into saying, you know what, this feels like this. You're going to love it on the road. If it's great on the track, it's going to be good here. That's not always the case, sure. but you know that's what we try to but do to yeah, educate ourselves about cars. And then the second thing is because it is a track event, and we have discovered so many journalists have such a widely varied ability on track. Some of them have oh, yeah. barely driven track. There are some mm-hmm. hot shoes, admittedly, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. they have yeah, required. Yeah. You've got to have credentials of either. You know, track driving in the past, a certificate of completion from another track driving course, or you get to show up and be credentialed by one of their certified mm-hmm. instructors to be able to put these cars out there. Because this year, if you look at the list, they had some expensive sheet metal out there. There were some great and some, cars and some on hot track. stuff. And, and Willow Springs is a fast track too. If it's going to go wrong on Willow Springs track, it's going to go badly yeah, wrong as you go, go skipping through the desert, shooting I mean, off yeah. through yeah, the yeah, desert. Yeah. It's amazing. Seriously. Um, yeah, this I, I'm looking up uh, on the website right now. They published a full list. Funny enough, they hadn't mm-hmm. actually had it published prior to the event, which would have been really helpful. Now, after the <laughs> event, they've got the full list, which is great, but it's reminding yeah. me of everything yeah. we drove. Some of them were were pulled. Some of the cars, just depending on if they, you know, somebody had an off or if the tires were worn. At any moment, you never know mm-hmm. why cars are pulled, but it's just it's just my eyelash hurt and, you know, the manufacturer will, my, will pull the car. My eyelash I, hurt. I don't know. Well, but I mean, but eventually, I mean, the, the manufacturers that are, and thank you to them for even being willing to do this. I remember from oh, the first yeah. year I ever went to this, I remember being astonished that it even exists and continues to exist. But, I mean, they are bringing their cars, especially the ones that they allow on track, they are bringing them and knowing they are going to be beat on oh, yeah. by all yeah. levels of drivers. The guys that are great drivers are going to beat on them at the upper upper levels of their limits, and the people that are bad drivers are going to try to destroy the transmissions, and everybody in between. And you will definitely be replacing the brakes. You will definitely be replacing the tires. You are going to get consumables consumed over the course of this track day, <laughs> sometimes on each of the days. I mean, they just get pounded on. So I'm glad the manufacturers bring anything, but they've got to defend themselves with these credentials and all. So we were luckily able to go, hey, we did that ST-Octane school. Remember we've been on track and you know because they just wanted to see something they right. could prove right so that allowed us to get on track which was great we didn't have to do the credentials we could just drop in second day and get on track but every year they're they're, they're trying because as you say the the abilities vary so wildly and so does the membership people mm-hmm. that don't come to any uh-huh. meetings or in, do anything else the rest of the year will show up for this event i mean we kind of include ourselves in us that we're out of state gonna say, um, yeah well because <clears throat> we're out of state but 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 that's also because what we do more than anything is we want to get in cars. We don't need to get the, the media sheet. We'll get that online. We need the track time. And and the thing is, we need the time with cars to shoot them for you guys. I mean, we're talking about it now, but we shot four fast blasts while at this event, which is the main reason for us going. This was a, a working day. This wasn't just a fun day for us. I mean, it was fun, but we actually shot four fast blasts coming up and drove more cars than that besides but they're trying every year to figure out new ways to wrangle journalists and cars. This year, they literally had barcodes on the cars, and they would barcode you when you would leave to go out on track and barcode you when you came back so they could track who was in the car, how long did they have it. 
I mean, it was like being at the grocery store on four wheels. Crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm I'm remembering uh, a lot of these cars now and what they were like to drive, and it's it's cool again because we want to say you know just depending on budget and and we're you know holding them in our hip pockets for whoever writes in at some point and they they're shopping in in various categories because we did get in some fun stuff some hot stuff that we wanted to mm-hmm. even you know maybe we might not ever produce a review on them because eh, just you know people might not be that interested in watching about them but maybe more hearing about them it just depends on the car but but uh we started off actually over at uh the streets of willow and noticed on both mm-hmm. tracks mm-hmm. some of the corners were deliberately coned off so we have yeah. the track in mind we both driven both tracks and we know the proper racing line and we're expecting that we knew they were going to cone some yeah. stuff off but they were deliberately coning stuff off in an effort to reduce speeds even further which I get because again, this is not a race event. There were on street tires, you know, wide yeah. variety of talent and skill, and so they're doing their level best to slow people mm-hmm. down. So therefore, and we're they cone you, yeah, <laughs> cone you away from the apex. We're I mean, reviewing they, they, they the cars. Yeah, we're, no, re- we're reviewing the cars and and trying to get around and create the you know learn the new race line, this new odd, strange mm-hmm. race line, and. It's causing braking in different zones and that kind of thing. And so I, I actually didn't end up liking the streets of Willow. We only did one car over there, and I didn't end up mm-hmm. liking it quite as much as as Big Willow. We spent the rest of the day over at, uh, at the big track, which was actually yeah. better because most of those cars that were there were better suited for a faster, higher-speed kind of track rather than just a, a technical autocrossy kind of kind of course, you know. Well, and, and, the, and the back part of what they had open for streets of Willow was coned in such a way that it was really, I mean, that, that track can be awkward anyway, and it was even more awkward. What they do is they cone you like three or four cones, they'll bring it out from the apex. So instead of hitting right. the apex, you're like five, six feet away from the apex trying to thread the needle between two cones. It massively brings your speed down. And then as we've talked about before, if you don't remember, these press events, you get three laps. You get a go right. out and go around right. the track lap. You get a flying lap, and you get your I'm cooling off and coming back in lap, and you're done. So, I mean, it's hard to get yourself dialed in three laps a lot of times anyway. Now they've kind of screwed up the racing line and the process of keeping your speed down. That Those three laps go by quick. And when you're us and you're trying to talk to camera and review the car in real time and do that, Right. I mean, literally, it's... you blink and you're like, wait a minute, wait, 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 how many laps have I done? Am I done already? Oh, I guess I'm going in. Okay, well, I guess I'm finished. It, it's so quick. And we know people were sneaking four laps here and there. You know, they'd get in a car they really like, and you're you're on your second mm-hmm. flying lap, and oh, you're yeah. going, ah, yeah, yeah. I really like this, I want another flying lap, because you've just settled Oops. in. You know, yeah. you Oops, just... I missed I missed the turnout oh, for the pit. Oh, did I miss the I'm turn? Sorry. i got to keep going around yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. And, and so what that did was create the pileup. And so what we found is... There's no real official sign-up sheet or line. If there's a car uh-huh. that's marked for the track and it's sitting there with the keys in it and nobody's around it, you might as well take it. You just got to kind of be bold and mm-hmm. get in it and go. But then there's other real popular cars, of course, everybody wants to get into. And so you walk up and, hey, where's the line for the Cadillac, whatever? And are you waiting for that? Who's waiting for this? And it seemed to be the yeah. Wild West. There was no official, hey, flag right here. Here's the car. Here's the three people ahead of you. Well, so it caused you know, a I'm going to say time something. 
it wasn't it, ideal. It was it was a it was a free for all. I'm going to say something as a recommendation for next year, honestly, because I was kind of impressed with the fact they were barcoding these. And you also have street drives. You could take cars. From, yeah. There were a lot. Of, there were probably two thirds more cars. Two thirds of the whole group yeah. group was just allowed for street drives out yeah. there near Willow Springs. So you were just going out on the on the. The, the kind of the back roads there. We didn't do street drives. We stayed to track so we could get more shooting done faster. But I mean, they were that's part of the barcode. They were keeping track of how long are these cars done because out because they didn't want them gone for hours. You know, they wanted people to allow others to go. Right. But you know, in spite of all that barcoding, which I think was helpful for the manufacturers, I'm going to say something that sounds incredibly rudimentary, but I think would help. Literally, these cars should have a take a number number system. Seriously, it I agree. Be, it should be, I'm holding number 12. You're currently on number 8. If I'm not back in 10 minutes, I'm probably going to lose my shot. If I come back and you're at number 14, oops, I missed my shot at it. I mean, that sounds rudimentary, and it sounds like elementary school, but you and I found, we walked up to one car at one point, and we walked up, and there was no one waiting. The car pulled in. There was uh, no one waiting. Yeah. There was no one keeping track of a list. We asked if anybody was waiting, and we got no response. So we rigged the car, which took us, honestly, we were rigging stuff fast, 30 seconds, maybe a minute we were oh, rigging. Yeah, we were there were guys getting in there and just sitting there. There were guys getting in at some of these cars and sitting there, adjusting the mirror, writing notes. They're just sitting in the car. It's like, folks, there's people waiting behind you. Yeah. We were in and out in a minute for rigging. But what we were doing is we would rig and one of us would go. And as soon as that person would come back, the other one of us would hop in because the car was pre-rigged. By the time – I, I went out first. By the time I got back from my three fast laps, I got back to find Paul standing there with a bunch of frustrated people in a line because we'd somehow broken the line. Now, trust me, we did not want to break the line. But we walked up, and there was no one in line, no one controlling a line, no semblance of a line, and we even asked. So it was like, well, if, okay, if there was numbers, we would know we were number 35 or whatever the line was. So, yeah, I mean, that was difficult. And then we had other times we walked up. We're standing at the back bumper of a car. This happened to us early in the day. You and I were standing by the back bumper of that car talking to the press representative, mm -hmm. and another guy walked up, got in the car, and drove it away. <laughs> It's like, uh, um, uh, hi, yeah, hi. We're not standing here because we think it's cute. We're standing here because we want to get in the car. Yeah. I, shocking, and, and and shouldn't be that hard. I mean, that's the thing. There should be a much more simple because the people that were keeping lists, it was like handwritten scribbles as fast as they could make lists. I felt sorry for some of the press reps because it was it was a tough position to be in because now you're fighting with this journalist says, no, no, it's my turn. Don't you see my name on the... Whatever. Come on, we're Whatever. not five-year-olds here. Yeah. Let's figure out a system. What's wrong with numbers? Am I, am I insane here? <laughs> That's funny. Well, we, we got to get to the good stuff here. We got to talk about the cars that we drove, which is uh, a fairly good list because we did drive some that we did not review. At one point, we wanted mm -hmm. to get the reviews done and get some good stuff on camera, but then... You know what? Just yeah. go have fun. Let's get out there and get some track time and just go have yeah. fun, enjoy the track, enjoy the car, and just go get some high-speed track driving done. So that's what we did closer to the end of the day, and you got in one one car that I did not. I am I am I know. very jealous. and The whole line system. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just that. It, it was just one of those things. I had sort of resigned myself to not getting in it, but uh, anyway. I was shocked that I did, but we'll get there. It was yeah, great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this uh, we took the um, first car, and that was over to the Streets of Willow, the only car we did on the tighter technical track, and that was the mm -hmm. Hyundai Genesis Coupe 3.8 R-Spec. So this is, I'm looking it up now, 348 yeah. horsepower, 3.8 liter V6. Did you know that? Yeah. Did it yeah. feel it like just, 350? It was just over 300. 
It didn't feel like 350, but it, I, I mean, I knew think, it was over 300. I don't remember Six speed, thinking that, honestly. Dancing that around the streets of Willow. So we, that's one of the ones we shot. With the first first four cars we'll list here, we shot all of them so that we will mm-hmm. have Fast Blast coming over the next probably two months at this point. We've got a huge backlog of stuff. But we did drive that Genesis. We haven't driven this latest generation of the Genesis with the 3.8. We drove the first gen with the 3.8. We drove the second gen with the 2-liter turbo on our Pacific Coast Highway piece. Now here was the 3.8 again. Which again, three forty. I didn't. I mean, three three fifty almost. They didn't realize it was that high. I knew it was over three hundred. I at the time. agree. I mean, look at this yeah. list here. Six speed close ratio. It was. Uh, it was a manual. Nineteen inch wheels. Yeah, it it says track tune suspension, strut base, brace uh, dampers, Brembo brakes. Uh, it does have a Torsen uh, LSD in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Camber adjustment hey, it's bolt. A- it's a lot of car for the stuff. money. It is a lot of car for the money. I look forward to having that review out because, you know, I don't want to steal from it. But it was uh, – that's the big thing that strikes me when I drive most Hyundais, and it was true here as well. I just think, okay, if you like this car, this is a lot of car for the money, and I'm looking forward to sharing that. I actually sure. like that engine better than the uh, the turbocharged oh, car yeah. that we drove. I oh, really did. But absolutely. I didn't think it was that no, high. No question. Um, some of the reps didn't know all the specs, and we're just walking up to a car cold, you know, jumping in stuff. Yeah. So they didn't know all the Cold, specs, but I didn't realize it was cameras, off we 348 go. Yeah. horsepower. That's a lot mm-hmm. for that car. Huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Interesting. And then we were back at Willow. We got in the – we wanted to drive this for a while. We got in the Lexus RCF. They had a yeah. kind of a red maroon color there. So Lexus RCF, that was on Big Willow. So hammering around on in that, uh, paddle shifts and all, that was that was cool. That was a fun car to be in. And then we started – that started a trend of kind of mid-sized hot sedans that we drove. Yeah, this was really a lot of fun. I liked that Lexus, and I promised to—I promised myself to get in it with no preconceived notions, no bias, because mm. I could think mm-hmm. one way or the other based on other cars we've driven, liking it or just not liking it, and having sort of this this proclivity to uh, not like it. <laughs> oh no! Like that. Keep going. So I, yes. I promised to say I'm going to just clean, you know, blank slate, clear my mind, just jump in it, drive it for what it is, and check it out. And so we did that and then moved on to uh, one of two cars Mercedes had there. And this was mm-hmm. their AMG C63S sedan. So the four-door, brand-new yep. C-Class. We have driven the C-Class. It was a C400 last year, but it was just a tiny little street drive. And I've yep. got to say, the materials and build quality and everything, I am... I am now up there with Mercedes. I am a little bit this, swooning now on, on these cars. This res- revised C-Class is cool. We talked about it on last year's podcast about track day, that really tiny street drive we had. We were both impressed with the non-hot version of the C-Class yeah. just as a as a road car. And then yeah. here it was in the hottest, now with extra peppers version. And that was a really surprising track animal because the last C63 was a laugh but kind of unusable. It just wanted to have the tail out and make a lot of great noise. And that's fun, but it's not really a track tool as much as you might like. So it was interesting to, to drive this one and to feel the difference. And then we moved on to the other competitor in this world, the Cadillac ATSV. We shot that one as well. That was the last of the four that we shot. And the Cadillac ATSV, I feel like, is the right size. And that last review we did of the ATS, we had it with the the BMW and the uh, the Lexus IS, and we preferred the ATS for chassis. So to get into that car, knowing we like the handling already, and now it's the the V version, was a really interesting. I was glad to have a track for that, though. Oh man, yeah, they had uh, they had that there, and they also had the CTS V, 
And uh -huh. I, I've been looking up stats and stuff. We don't usually dwell on that kind of stuff. But the, the ATS was turboed. The mm -hmm. CTSV has that gigantic supercharged 6.2 liter V8 with loads of, ha of power. And the website is saying the ability to reach a top yeah. speed of 200 miles an hour on the racetrack. Well, maybe. It depends on the racetrack you're on. But What's the racetrack? Yeah. Man, Agreed. we both got out of that car just thinking big cars should not do what that just did. That That's mm -hmm. just wild now we didn't do a review on this we got we, we finished our it. reviews yeah, yeah. as of mm -hmm. the ats is that right so we have yeah genesis yeah. coupe the ats was the last one. rcf uh amg uh c, c class yeah, c63 and the ats, and ATS okay. those are our four fast blasts that we shot yeah, right and then i drove we well we both drove we both drove the ss with the way we wanted it with the yeah. magnetic ride control and the six speed and then the ctsv we drove them back to back and so i want to say what you just said about both they both handle better than sedans, full-size sedans of that size oh, should oh, handle. Yeah. But here's the thing that I kept coming back to. Two things about those cars, especially back-to-back. -back. The SS, I honestly wonder, for me personally, if that might have been the surprise car of the day. Because we sure, already knew we liked that. it. We already knew we liked it. But, you know, that car is about forty-five grand. okay? The CTS-V is the same size and pretty much double the price. <laughs> it's not twice the car. It's not twice the car. And and I oh, and I don't yeah. understand how enthusiasts looking for a full-size car are not buying up the Chevy SS as fast as GM can make them. I, I, I get out of that car every time I drive it, especially now with six-speed and magnetic ride control, and hooning it on a track, I got out of it just kind of scratching my head going, how on earth are people overlooking this car? I know we've recommended just, it many times on the podcast, know. and now I'm going to recommend it more. I know that sounds shocking. This may become the Chevy SS podcast because, honestly, I got out of that car and was like, how are we ignoring this car as the general public? I mean, do it's you think great. It's, do you think it's because it has – I don't know how much ties it has to the Malibu. I really don't in terms of platform and parts and that kind of stuff. But do you think it's just because it looks like, oh, it must be a Malibu and it's a rental car and it's not as – it doesn't stand out stylistically. There's a little bit. It yeah. is It is different sheet metal, and Holden fans are going to cry foul. But uh, I just I feel like it's got a little bit of well, it's, an, an anchor out there dragging it back towards the rental car Malibu family. When it isn't, I'm not saying I think it is. People just, don't know, people don't know what it is. That's clearly the problem. And, people don't exactly. know what it is. And, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah it's just... It's such a good car, and thank you to the Australians for even making it because it's just yeah. – and it's sad it that GM, to get a full-size sedan – granted, the ATS, CTS are good, but to get a full-size kind of middle affordable sedan, you have to go to the Australians for it. But the Australians did a fantastic job, so thank you. And here is this SS, mid-40s. And yeah. I honestly think that – I think the name's a bit of a problem, Ooh, too. I think 40s. it doesn't look good enough. I think it doesn't look good enough, and I think the name is an issue. Because nobody knows what the SS is. It doesn't have a relationship in most people's mind to, oh, that was related to the old whatever. You don't know it's related to the G8. You don't know yeah. what it is. The S SS has been a, a, you know, a, a trim level at GM forever. So what is right. an SS? Rather than the Holdens, which I think from the get-go stylistically – are more aggressive and better looking just to start Absolutely. with. So Absolutely. So yes, instead no of just sort of making, you know, decent, smooth sheet metal and then trying to put some trim bits on it, 
why don't if, if it's already dif different sheet metal, let's just start more aggressive anyway. If that's all that car yeah, is going to let's be, embrace it. start more aggressive. Because you put V-Series anything on a Cadillac and you go, whoa, that thing looks super mm. aggressive and carbon fiber yeah, bits and spoilers and right, it just looks, right. wow, that thing must be fast or whatever. The SS mm -hmm. doesn't come off like that. And so I'm, I'm cruising back into the pits after my stint in the CTSV. And whoever's standing there at the check-in booth there, I've got my window down and they call over. They said, hey, how'd you like it? I said, well, surprising. I mean, big cars shouldn't do this. It's amazing, blah, blah. And they said, mm -hmm. does it feel like $95,000? I went, ugh, ugh. Yeah. There's yeah, the question that's the hard part. of the day. That's the hard part. Does it feel like well, ninety five grand? And I thought, if you take all the carbon fiber bits off and that kind of thing, well, yeah. no, I hate to admit it. I well, mean, I, I come awesome. back to my question. The CTSV is unbelievable to drive, especially for a full-size sedan, but it is not twice the car of the Chevy SS. No. And it's twice the price. No, it's, it's twice the price, and it's awesome. I mean, I'm just wondering if now Cadillac has entered the pantheon which German car manufacturers enjoy, and that is mm. you're paying for the badge. Do you think that's hmm. happened? Don't Have know. they jumped the shark? Well, they, Have they they'd, done the thing? They'd like they... to. They they'd like to be at that place. And, you know what and I mean? honestly, are look, they the, there? the level of performance the level of performance the CTSV offers costs money. I will acknowledge oh, that. What they've done to that car is expensive. My issue remains how much the SS does for less money. It, it, I, I right, we're not saying look, the SS you, you does a, what the CTSV does. They're not equal in that sense, but for what it is in, com in comparison, I see your point. Well, and, and, and you know, when you have a CTS that's going to be 60, 65, 70 grand when you just buy a CTS, once you add, you know, let's go a BMW to the M, okay? Once you take a CTS and you make it a V, it's going to climb 15, 20 grand. No wonder it's 95. When you look at the price hierarchy, so to speak. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I, I that was my big takeaway of those two cars, is I walked away so impressed with the CTS and kind of kicking myself on behalf of all Americans for why we're ignoring the SS. <laughs> I'm sure the Australians are wondering the same thing, going, hello, yeah. we've yeah. got this great car, Seriously. why are you not liking Seriously. it more? And I, and I am not, my, my father was, I am not a full-size sedan guy. It's not, it doesn't interest me, I don't have a place for it, right. I'm, not that, I'm not that buyer, but that's the other thing. I'm walking away going, if I almost want to be that buyer because that car's that good, for the money especially. Amazing. Yeah, anyway. Well, so, so then um, there was the, the, the ultimate out Well, of the day. yeah, I was, I was uh, going to say one thing about the car we did not get in. that They had a Jaguar F-Type R, which is the V8, oh, yeah. the all-wheel drive, and that thing sounded like – it sounded like a vintage fighter going by on the racetrack. Just You knew when that angry. car was yeah. – going by and we wanted to get in yeah. that car but you did get in something special at the end of the day well yeah the, the the jag was one of those that was a casualty of the race day and about three quarters of the way through the day it was just kind of mysteriously parked off to the side done for the day so who knows what that was was that tires yeah, was that tires maybe and and it up to the back half of the day what started happening is all these cars were getting hot and they were coming in uh, out, off of the racetrack, and guys were checking tires, and they were making sure that the tires weren't bald, and they were checking to see was you know the overheating lights on. I mean, these cars were starting to be beat. Yeah. But one car that went out as fast as it could come out and go right back out again, and honestly, a car I think most people were doing four laps because it was the slowest turnaround of any car, was the Mercedes GTS. 
in yellow. It looked amazing. I got in that line Ooh. after I had driven everything else that I wanted to drive. And since the Jag was out, I was like, you know what? I've gone, gotten in everything I really want to get in. There's other things I could get in. But I'm going to stand in this line and hope for the best. The line ahead of me was huge. People were dropping out, going home, whatever. So I had an outside chance of getting in it. But then I was watching other cars rotate through the parking lot. You started to notice this with me. Other cars would rotate through the parking lot. And, like, everything would go out. Right. Everything would come in. Right. And the GTS would still be out. It'd be like, well, how is that not resetting? You know as fast people were sneaking the, extra laps. You it's know the they fastest were. car out there. How is it not resetting faster <laughs> than everyone? And it was far slower, which is, you know, I'm not good at math and, and, and physics and, and reality, but that's that's not right. So anyway, <laughs> I got really lucky. I was I was pretty much the last guy to get in that car for the day. And Thank you to Mercedes and all of that for, for having it there. And it was one of those cars. It reminded me. I know this sounds weird. It reminded me of that R8 from like 08 or 09. Yeah, we went to one of our first Motor right. Presco things. You mentioned that. Not, not by the way it drove. They drive differently. But because that R8 had a constant line for two days, and it never stopped, and, and it, was it always ran. And it, and it, and it, and it worked. Down. And this GTS was getting driven hard. It sounded amazing. It was going fast. And it never sat still, except for the like two seconds it took for guys to trade out. Um, and I have to say, that car amazed me. And I did not get in expecting that. That's, that's pretty I was awesome. so impressed. I, I'm jealous. I want to drive that car. Maybe we need to do a long I know review. You I, I'd love to you, get yes, it on track. Yes, we, we should. Three we laps try isn't, to get isn't it enough, for, that's for sure. No, three laps wasn't close to enough. Plus, that's I was aware tease. of the fact that I that's, was kind of probably, last guy in. Track was closing. It was there was a there was a pressure situation to get any seat time in it at all, and I got lucky. Yeah. But you know, I, I made this comment to you before. It is it's it's shockingly agile and precise. It has you know, price wise, it's a nine eleven alternative. Sure. Okay? That's what it's supposed to be. But, but but it has that precision. It has that precision a 911 has. However, the thing about the 911 that has maybe been the thing that hasn't really inspired me on them for a while is the fact that they're so precise they've lost a little bit of personality. Mm. They're, you know, they're, they're a little bit cold because they're so good and they're so easy to drive fast. They've been so well engineered well, it's kind hopefully. of lost a little bit of madness. Hopefully this didn't fall in that category. I'm, I'm really well, hoping no, it didn't. That, and that's the thing. Once you get into the higher, like you get into the GT3s, the 911, you get into a different animal. But I'm talking like the base 911s have lost that. What's interesting about the GTS, AMG for the longest time has made the crazy, wild, you know, mullet-wearing cousin <laughs> of the nice luxury car. Let's be honest. It is. They've made the crazy, oh, they've yes. made the crazy good, old, good old boy hot rod of the Mercedes quiet car. Oh, yes. And, but but a lot of those cars, like the last uh, C class uh, C sixty three we were talking about, that was a hoon car, but it wasn't a real like a realistic scalpel car. This GTS somehow does both. It has that Amazing. precision that a nine eleven has, but it also has this. It, it clings to this interesting kind of muscle car attitude that a nine eleven has never had. So it has that kind of craziness, but also you can be very precise with it. I was very, very impressed. Well, I told you why the, the car, the turnover for that car was so slow. It was because everybody was actually doing really slow laps in it because you finally got your seat. You finally got it. Yeah, every, exactly. You get out on track and I'm you just I'm not giving went, this up. Whoa, yep. I'm in the GTS. This is awesome. And you just yeah. putter around the track. Just, wow, this is sweet. Anyway, so obviously what uh, what Todd is saying here, everyone, is – to heck with the mortgage, buy yourself 
a Mercedes AMG GTS because Clearly. it's worth it. Yeah, that, that's, that's really exactly. the message that's, here, right? Is that that's what our consumer advice? If you're getting anything, yeah, exactly. That's what to exactly. take away from this episode. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Sell it all and get a GTS. That, that's that's okay. incredibly useful advice. Yeah, that, that's oh, we're here. I mean, statements. advice, you know, mm-hmm. good advice, solid, sound financial advice is what we do. And um, <laughs> therefore, buy yourself a stupid, expensive sports car that you can't afford. Frightening. Like I said, to heck it with was, the mortgage. It's it was whatever. it was impressive. I have to admit, I, and three laps wasn't nearly enough. I'm glad I got any time at all. I'm sorry you didn't get time. We just that was the wait in line madness. Although I'm going to comfort uh, myself by saying three laps is a tease, and it's almost left you wanting more. And because I didn't get in it, I'm still primed and ready. And yeah, I guess I'm just going to well, cry in my soup the, now. The da- but the downside is the fact that now you're going to come in with massive expectation, which I didn't really have. Well, true. I came true. in going, what is this car? You're going to come in expecting it to be great. Let's hope it lives up to that. I but hope. I was oh. genuinely impressed. I was genuinely impressed. But So that was track day. We do have a lot of films coming up from that. We also have, again, the FRS versus MX-5, the latest Miata film. We have all four generations of the Miata. Yes, we are doing weekly fast blasts, including these ones we've mentioned. And... When am I going to get it done? We're also doing the Germany film for release in December. This is awesome. Guys, uh, we're going to start talking about it early. I, and, and by early, I mean right now. And that is, uh, even though the film is not finished and edited, as Todd is saying, the film is entitled oh, no. Pilgrimage. And this will be, hopefully, the third film in your collection. So I'm going to promote the other two ones, the 9-11 film mm-hmm. and the Mid-Engines and Mountains, which was a lot of fun. We are, we have decided to go for Blu-ray for this one. So... In other yep. news, if you haven't heard yet, we have decided to produce the Blu-ray, and uh, so that will be available in addition to the digital downloads and digital rentals, and this will be and the have third extras, film yeah. in your collection. So just think about pre-orders, think about Christmas. It's a long way off right now, but coming fast, and so uh, mm-hmm. just prime yourself. Just from what we're seeing, the loads of footage that we've gotten, we're, we're hoping for and great And we've things. come across... The, the big the big tipping point for Blu-ray was two things. First off, we asked you guys that question, and you said, yes, please do Blu-ray. Yeah. The second thing is we found two or three things that don't really belong in the film, but they're still fun. So those will be good extras for the Blu-ray, which, which as we've yep. seen in the prior ones, when you watch our stuff on Blu-ray, that is by far better picture than the digital versions that you're, that you're streaming or even downloading. Just the bit rate, I'm sorry to get all geeky, but the bit rate and the crispness and the colors are better off the Blu-ray. So, uh, granted, I'm a Blu-ray geek, but still, uh, th- that good. will be happening in the midst of everything else. Uh, if you are uh, thinking about rating something, uh, you can rate those movies on Vimeo. We would love to get your rating there. And you can also please rate the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening from. You can do ratings there. Those ratings help us climb up awesome. and be yep. in that top ten, which we really appreciate. I was going to say, even if you don't re- write a review, just click on the five stars. So there's one, two, three, four, five. Make sure you click all the way to the far right. Click, on, five click on whatever stars you stars. want. But Hopefully yeah, anyway. we've made you laugh, and especially with um, with the financial market advice, the sound advice that we're giving for your that's, financial that's, portfolio. That's why we're going to be getting one star. This is our fantastic financial <laughs> right. advice. Anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and watching as always, and uh, we're looking forward to talking more next week. So thank you a lot.